Hey, 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 it's Neville Medor here for Friday, November 12th, and this is the stupid email, which of course stands for Swipe, Thought, Uplifting, Picture, Interesting, and Do-Over. So let's start with the swipe today. So the swipe file for today is Twitter put out this cool month of tweets idea chart. Now, this isn't anything really groundbreaking, but what I really liked is that they put this in a calendar format. So it says a month of tweets, Monday through Friday, and then every day it has like a little thing you can do. Post a FAQ, post a retweet, post a pro tip, retweet with comment, post a behind the scenes tip. Basically, everything you can do for a full month of tweets in one little tiny square image. Now, I really like the concept of this calendar because it gives people a task to do for a full month and helps them achieve a goal. Also, this probably wouldn't be very hard to make. So I searched the web and found other cool daily calendar examples like this. And I found all sorts of ones like a 30-day workout challenge where each day it gives you a workout to do, a holiday fitness program to get you to do at least uh, some exercise during the holidays so you don't become a big old fatty. Uh, you could do a 30-day mindfulness calendar with a daily task, and it gives you a little prompt to do every day. I saw one that was cute. It was a November drawing challenge, and it tells you to draw on one day wind, on one day a tractor, one day a bus, and it basically makes you better at drawing. So I thought this format's really neat, and I might actually use it at some point. Uh, maybe it gives you some ideas for your own 30-day challenge or calendar. Here is a thought. So being able to read or listen or think for long periods of time is super helpful. It's almost a competitive advantage of the, at, you know, in this time because people are just so distracted. However, there's many distractions to suck you out of concentration time. So what makes it even harder is that the same device that allows you to consume great information like a podcast is the same device that can distract you with a game, right? So it's like the same device that gives you knowledge, your phone, also takes away concentration. So for example, if I'm listening to a podcast and taking notes, I can also get a ping on my phone from a friend about a funny link or a text message. I check it and then I'm on my phone and then I check Reddit and then I check Facebook, then I check Instagram. Now I'm off on a rabbit hole and I never finished doing what I was intending to do. So my main personal distractions on the phone are stuff like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pandora, Reddit, text messages, random podcasts, and the common denominator is that I have to open an app to get to all of these. So one thing I found that has definitely curbed my usage over the last couple of weeks of certain apps is iPhone's ability to keep an app on your phone but not show it on the home screen. Now, they before there was a thing called App Library, but I don't think people really knew about it too much. So now they changed it to make it much more simple. So all you do is hold down on one of your apps click remove app. Now, most people think right away this is going to remove their app. That's not actually true. It brings up a second prompt that says delete app or remove from home screen. So what you do is you click remove from home screen. And now, for example, if I wanna upload some pictures to Instagram, I'm still able to access Instagram on my phone using the app but it just doesn't show on my home screen. And that was, I realized, a huge problem. Like if you just see that little blue Facebook icon or that blue Twitter icon or that you know pinkish Instagram icon, you, you kind of just are preconditioned to click it. And if that's not on your home screen, you almost have to think like, okay, I need to use Instagram. So you have to go to your search bar and then type in I-N-S-T, whatever, and then click Instagram. So there's this extra barrier to get to the app rather than it just being right there, ready to click at any point. Here is something uplifting on changing your brain. So here's an interesting take on how your brain works. So first of all, think of yourself as a painting. 
right? Some a frame and some painting on it. Now think of your parents and thousands of ancestors have all added a daub of paint to your painting. They've all taken one little stroke or so and added to that painting. And then starting at birth, your family, friends, school, and acquaintances all start adding to your painting. And then that accumulated painting now determines how you habitually think. So if everyone in your life has always been negative, 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 well, it's likely that your brain is going to assume that whenever you have a situation, you just negatively handle it, right? So the cool part about understanding this is that if there's a skill, talent, or trait that you personally want, you can always change what you expose your brain to, right? So some people are like, I want to be a better investor. Well, you could follow investors on Twitter or watch investing materials on YouTube and trade out some of the other junk that you're consuming with your brain and trade it in for investing stuff. You can do this to learn the piano, learn the guitar, whatever you want. It's just, you can really train your brain to do anything. It's quite remarkable. Here's an interesting picture. So which of these Instagram ads do you think would work best? Um, you gotta see this post to do it. There's some gifts here. It's a uh, number one, two, three, and four. And uh, Steve L inside of our members area is promoting the sneaker flipping product to his email list of about 1000 sneaker sellers. And inside the forum, he came up with all these different ads that he's gonna post on Instagram. And I thought it'd be fun to open it up to the public and just let people see which one they think is gonna work. Um, I've always been fascinated that whichever ad you think is going to work doesn't always work out like that. It, it's very random sometimes. So right now the results are all over the place. My personal picks, which are going to work, are number one and four, but other people have been saying number two and three are pretty good. So I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see which of these works out. Steve is going to try these out and report back the results, and we'll update these in about uh, three weeks. So um, go on Twitter and let me know which one you think will uh, win. Here's something interesting. This is a real short little thing. I was um, out with some friends and a friend who's an accountant, he is exposed to a bunch of payrolls for a ton of companies. And we asked him, we're like, which companies make like the most money? Like what's something surprising that you see? And he said the highest ratio of, the highest ratio of employees making over $750,000 a year was at blood testing companies. Like, you know, the type of place you need a blood panel and the, the hospital recommends you go to this certain place in a strip mall somewhere or whatever. And they go and they take, take your blood, they get it tested and they report back. Uh, that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, he said the highest ratio of employees that are not doctors making over $750,000 a year were at those blood testing companies. I, I just found that interesting. That's not something I expected him to say. I thought it'd be like tech companies or something like that. And he said all the doctors make over a million a year. And I just never really thought that these blood places would be so profitable. So that's just something that's kind of interesting. And lastly, here is a do-over. So this is an email sign up by Taiwo Orbs. And... Um, there's a few things wrong that I found on this. So he submitted this and uh, it has a really generic headline. It says, join my private email list. Okay, whatever. Um, there's not too many interesting reasons to sign up. He just kind of gives some couple random things he's going to send. And then there's also just a lot of white space and wasted space that it makes it hard to read. So we added a couple simple things here to make it better. We added a more catchy headline that says 85% of my writing goes to my email subscribers first. Hint, that's actually what I write on my own email subscriber uh, pop-up. And then uh, we added an image for visual appeal. So it's nothing crazy. It's just an email, like a picture of email to show that you're going to get email, right? It just ties in with the headline. And then we added what the user will get and bolded important things into a slippery slope 
leading to the email signup. So I said, get advertising hats, get copywriting tips, get market analysis. And I bolded all of these into like almost a slide formation going into the email address. So it's just kind of lead people's eyes to like, hey, here's what you're supposed to do. So with very few changes, we were able to make this email signup form convert at a far higher rate. And this is essentially what copywriting is, correct? So what copywriting does is it tries to take the least amount of effort to get the highest impact. So if you notice, I did on this redo, I actually didn't change the structure of the email at all. I did not make it prettier or anything. All I did was change the headline, changed the text and added one, it just moved the image that he had around. He just had a logo of his company and then I just changed it to an email. But if you notice, we structurally did not change anything because sometimes designers will come in and be like, oh, you should do this and this and this, and they'll change everything structurally, which is very difficult to then go implement on the web. Whereas copywriting is more about, okay, whatever we're working with structurally, can we just make the text and the images all flow better together to deliver the message better and get the people to take an action? So that's what copywriting is. Want some help with that? Join the copywriting course. Otherwise, I hope you have a great Friday. My name is Neville Medora, and I will talk to you later.